1: Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another PHNX Rising Podcast. I'm happy to be here. My name is Ramon Chavez. And alongside me is my partner, Owen Evans. Owen, how you doing, my friend?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Especially because we're joined by the presence of one of our favorites back here.
1: The iconic. The iconic. Okay. We'll talk sorry. about him a little bit later. <laughs> um and uh also in the house, he's back in the house. Edwin Perez, el
2: jefe, how are you? I'm doing good. Did not get the memo of the red jerseys today. I'm Look, a little disappointed. it in the group chat. It's not our fault. No, but is it you an don't England read it. It's, it's not it an England, England shirt. shirt. That's there sheet. we go. Well, it's an improvement. <laughs> exactly. It's an improvement. But You next can come time, back next week. Yeah. Next time, just shoot me a text. You know, just say red red, <laughs> red, is the color we're wearing today. And I would have done it. Oh, my. You got the PHNX shirt, though, which I like. I so. yeah, always got to represent. It's not awesome. the rising one yet, but <laughs> we're getting there. We'll get there. Step by step.
1: All right, y'all. Well, um, I do want to shout out to uh, shout out our viewers currently. Uh, Michael, uh, PHX Rising Nation, uh, long time. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and uh, yeah, we if you guys haven't yet, make sure to like, uh, share and subscribe to the uh, to the podcast and PHNX Sports. Uh, that way we can continue to grow. We can continue to have more uh, Phoenix Rising fans here with us. And we j- can just have more fun. Right, Owen? So yeah, wear more shirts. Have all all the England shirts here. So. Uh, got that. Oh, oh uh-huh. my bad. Uh, but yeah, make sure to do that before you leave today. Um, and also, I uh, just want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, y'all. So um, one more thing before we start the show. You got to plug the shirt, man. Our PHNX Rising Podcast shirt. Edwin, if you got the graphic, we can put it on. If not, we can put it on later. So, But if you guys haven't, go to phnxlocker.com and grab those uh, T-shirts. They're shipping out already. So make sure to grab them. It helps us out here at the PHNX Rising Podcast. We do have a great show for you today. We have a very special segment. If you guys follow us on Twitter, uh, PHNX underscore underscore rising. Double uh, the underscores for double the fun. (laughs) Um, You guys may have uh, have noticed that we asked you guys to send us your question for today's show. Uh, We're going to call it the Burning Questions Mailbag. And if you haven't yet, uh, make sure to check us out on Twitter. Uh, Again, PHNX underscore underscore rising. We took those uh, questions, we put them in a mailbag, and we're gonna put Owen over here in the hot seat. Yeah, look at that side. He's not ready for it. No, I'm used kidding. to asking the questions. I mean, <laughs> this is this is different. Okay. Awesome. And then right after that, uh, we're gonna be talking Louisville City versus Phoenix Rising this Saturday. Are you excited for that? I'm kinda pumped, man. We're gonna have fans out there. It's gonna be a great event. But there's not gonna be any beer.
0: Oh. I mean, the fans are gonna you have, have to, to the fans are gonna have, have to, to, to watch me. it as like oh straight edge as we have to. Oh and that's God.
1: Ooh, it's going to be a different environment, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I think they're doing like a pregame, right? Yeah, so, yeah, they are. So do that, and then maybe after the game, we can all grab a beer. You yeah, know, let's do that. All right, y'all, so it's going to be a great game. And if you haven't purchased your tickets to the game, uh, there's plenty of tickets still available. And like Owen said, uh, no beer this time. But for the regular season, pretty, pretty sure we're going to have some, right? Yeah, this sh- shouldn't be a problem for the regular season as well, I've been told. Sounds good. All right, y'all, so let's go ahead and get started with the Burning Questions mailbag. This was a really popular question, and uh, I'm gonna let Owen handle it. I'm gonna put him on the hot seat. So, Owen, what is your all-time rising eleven? Let's start off with that one.
0: So you're really putting me like <laughs> in the controversial one to start off here. Um, it, it was by request of people on Twitter when they were talking about this. We are expanding it out. It's not just going to be Phoenix Rising. We will include Arizona United. Okay. Um, unfortunately. While I have seen bits of every season of Arizona United, I didn't watch any of the Phoenix Wolves back in 2013. So that one's a little bit before my time. I can't. Though. I'm sorry. And it's USL. <laughs> that stuff doesn't really exist to look back properly at it. It's, True. it's hard. But I can give you some insight on, on all the following seasons. So let's start with the goalkeeper, right? Okay. Who comes to mind immediately? I'm intrigued what you think here oh, when you man. say goalkeeper for Phoenix Rising.
1: I, the the one that sticks out to me is Waz. That's that's my was is my goalkeeper. There you go. There yeah. is
0: not a guy who has spent more seasons in goal with this club than Karl Wazinski, Right? He joined as Arizona United back in 2015. He stayed with them through into 20, Well, the end of the 2019 season mm-hmm. uh, when he retired because he'd had some injury problems. But yeah. there is no one more iconic, and I I see all the was is just coming in now bring those Uh, comments in keep commenting there you
1: go (laughs) indeed
0: Uh, but there's no one more iconic in that goal i mean the only guy you could maybe kind of put in as well in that conversation is a guy like zach lubin Mm -hmm. which yes he's very iconic again as a rising goalkeeper but he just hasn't got the service time right if you had to pick between the two and it it can be a hard choice sometimes it it has to be was um so moving now into the defense and actually at this point i'm going to caveat some things here I'm putting this team together kind of like it's a uh, fantasy team. I'm not picking players that are specifically going to play well together, maybe, um, and I'm also not putting them together in a formation that Rising plays. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm going with the old school four four two. Okay, I like that because Taking just because that works out better with the players I want to put in here. <laughs> everyone's not happy okay? about it, but everyone's <laughs> not happy about it. So <laughs> center backs, the two players that stand out to me here, one of whom. If I say him, you're going to know him. You may well know him if you're more recent, uh, following the club as as a coach, actually, rather than as a centre back. But he played for the team in 2017 and for part of 2016. Is Peter Ramage? Mm.
2: We need we need Edwin in here because this is before my Edwin, time. Edwin's so. in. Ed, Edwin's Edwin in. Yeah, you know, sorry. His no, I actually like the pick. Listen, I, I when I was thinking about centre backs this was the position that I took the longest with, and I didn't think Ramage Ramage should not come to my head right away. But then it's like Owen just brought back a memory. And I think it's deservedly so. Ramage, at the centre-back, I like where you started. I like where you started. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, he's liking where this is going, right? Rambo. It's
0: good. Rambo, yeah. The other centre-back I'm going to go with is someone who actually spent a very short period of time with Phoenix Rising. But I think that his contribution on the field, you really can't understate it. He was a very, very good player. It was very clear that he, frankly, deserved to be playing at a higher level. Um... Than, than he did here and he is now playing at a higher level he's uh just signed a deal uh with mls so i'm gonna go with uh damien lowe that
2: mm. <laughs> well, didn't get quite as enthusiastic get back come on all right i'm making sure the fans you know get their <laughs> comments before i do but I, I don't know i feel like some people are gonna not be too enthusiastic because they're gonna think about wh- how how long they spent and what they meant over a period of time. So maybe that's why it's a little unpopular. But if we're talking about talent-wise on the field and who's played in a rising shirt, that's deservedly so. I mean, you see it. He's, he plays internationally and, you know, he, he did well over here. Indeed. Now, this one
0: took some time thinking about who I wanted to go for. I'm going to go with the right back now. And this one did take some time to work out what exactly I wanted to go with, because there were two people in my mind that stood out here. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with the guy who's currently here. Ooh. I'm going to go with Darnell King. I think that Darnell King's performances last season warranted his inclusion. Now, the guy who I was debating over whether I'd put him ahead of him was Mustafa Dumbuya, I mm-hmm. think, uh, from that 2019 season, put in a fantastic year. But ultimately, I think that Darnell King just about edges him. It's close, though.
2: That one's really tight. That's, that's a tight one but I mean he, he's a man who might be the the upcoming captain as you teased and I think you include to what we expect him to do this year I think it's going to take over you know and, and emphasize and kind of make it a good pick of what you did right there. So then left back here's the uh, one that's
0: going to cause a bit of controversy with what we're talking about later but who would it be other than Amadou Dia really? I mean, this is a guy who spent as he left everything on the field. And you know that every time he went out there, um, he was also the first guy in a fight every time, which is just <laughs> everyone needs that on a team. Right? You need that guy. Everybody yeah. needs that guy. Exactly. OK, yeah. I mean, I, I, now there's a couple of them who, who kind of fill that role, I guess. You know, Joey Farrell and and Santi kind of does it on times. you know, but <laughs> probably Farrell more than.
1: Well, uh, last game, I think when uh, Jai got pushed down by Zuzi, Santi was the first one there. And then he got pushed back a little bit. So, yeah, that, I, I totally agree with that.
0: But I think that Dia, you know, just the time that he spent with the club, um, the achievements the club had with him here, and the fact that he did leave everything out on on the field, mm-hmm. I think what merits his inclusion there.
1: Gotcha.
2: And we'll be talking um, about... Yeah, uh, thumbs up. That's all i got to say about that. Thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's as controversial as you think it is. No at scoff least for on me. this one. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no scoff, no no sad reaction. Just, you know, Owen knows his stuff. Right, midfield,
0: central midfield. This one took some thinking. Um, it really did take some thinking because while one of these was very obvious, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm about to say his name. There's no point in really. Everyone knows. i You're gonna pick Kevin Lambert, aren't you? Have I to. mean, this guy has been here since. Again, he's the only player on the roster currently that's actually been with this team longer than I've been writing about this team. Mm-hmm. So that's that you speaks know, to the amount yeah. of time that he's spent here. <laughs> how critical he's been to the team in that holding midfielder position over that period of time. You just couldn't pick anyone else. Um, the other midfield position, this really did take some thinking about how I was going to go with this, but I think just purely on talent over the past year, I'm going to go with Aiden Quinn. Ooh.
1: I mean, he was named to the USL All League team. He so did, and he was the team
0: MVP last team MVP. year. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued what Edwin has to think about that one.
2: Uh, You see, that one, it's hard because this midfield. Lambert was the only for sure one. Aiden Quinn, I think, after another year. I would include him for sure. Uh, To include him right now, I think it's a little little bit of a controversial one. Maybe one that... uh, I wouldn't go with, but at the end of the day, you can't go wrong with the talent that he is, the skills that he has, and what he's going to mean to the the midfield, not only last year, but he will what he'll mean this year.
1: Okay. I think Michael agrees too on the comment section. Yeah, let us know if you agree with Owen's stuff. If, if, don't, if, if, you don't, disagree, if you disagree, then please, disagree, please. Just, let him know. Yeah, yeah let him let, know. Let don't know. Let know. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I'm happy to take on arguments <laughs> from people in the
0: comments. Um. I shouldn't have said he that because I know what fight. I'm yeah, going to yeah, get. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, it's, it's the same as when I said, send me all your dumb ideas for T-shirts. Um, oh, my God. Okay, what else have we got? Right, the wingers. Okay. I mean, the first guy speaks for himself, and it's Solomon Asante, right? Of course, have to be This, this. is someone who is a two-time MVP capped in this squad through its most successful period in you know, history, which is pretty much since it became Phoenix Rising. Mm-hmm. He joined in 2018. Yeah. Um, he, you know, just you really can't understate how important he's been to this team. And I know we went into that on that first podcast when the news had only very recently come out that he wasn't returning. But you really just can't underestimate the the leadership qualities he brought. But also, you know, his goal scoring and his assist, his chance creating is just brilliant. And whoever's saying Billy Forbes now, just please, just <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry, Jet, no. Um, <laughs> I get no. him upset? Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, no, keep on the, it going. Keep it
0: going. On the other wing, I'm going to go again. Maybe it's the recency bias here, but I'm going to have to go with Santi Moa. I think that mm. someone who has embraced this club so well since coming over from a rival, um, and not only that, but over the last season, the way he would just pick this team up on his back um, and, and just carry them over the line in a lot of games. He's just a fantastic player. Um, you know, you, yeah, there have been some other good wingers throughout Rising's history, but I, I'm I'm putting Santi in there.
1: Yeah. Any others that might have kind of... Because that position
2: has been loaded with Rising, so...
0: It has been. It has been. I tell you what, I'll get into that one because I'm going to name a bench as well. I'm going to have a cop-out. I'm going gotcha. to name a bench.
2: Okay. All right. No, but, but, but you had to include Santi. I mean, he's <laughs> part of the reason why you're kind of a, a little bit okay with losing solo. You know? It kind of clears the blow a little bit mm-hmm. so Santi the MVP guy a guy you're gonna to have to rely on a lot this year and he, not only does it mean a lot to the team on the field but off mm-hmm. the field I mean and also we don't want to get uh, our first guest on the podcast mad you know yeah we, we brought him to on sure. and we're gonna exclude <laughs> him from the squad that would no, not be no a good one wants look. to get into a fight with Santi mower I'll say that <laughs> exactly so we're not gonna do At least that least of all yeah. Corey on the but <laughs>
0: Moving on, then I've got two people left, and I'm putting both of these as strikers. Okay. So I'm gonna go with the first one. I'm gonna pick the guy who is iconic in three ways. Okay. When he was here, he did contribute, mm-hmm. despite what people might say about the fact he didn't play as many games as he should have. When he was here, he scored goals. Okay, he's the guy who scored, I believe, at one point one of the seasons, ten goals in fourteen games um, on Rising's run to the the first final that they made. Uh, He scored in in all the playoff games to Mm -hmm. get them there. Um, He's also brought a substantial amount of leadership and just motivation in the locker room Mm -hmm. and raised the club's profile globally. It's Didier Drogba. Of course it is. Of course. Um,
2: Of course it has to be Didier Drogba. Yeah. No, I agree with that.
0: Sorry, I, I, I... I... was waiting for Edwin to hop in
2: there. <laughs> Listen, I I thought that was, like, the for-sure guaranteed, Like, there's no doubt. I think if you left him off, everyone would have been mad at you in the comments. And, I mean, even without even touching the pitch, Didier deserved to be on the squad and what he's meant for the club. So, I mean, he, he's the magic man. He was the magic man before Solo Magic truly took over.
0: 100%. 100%. I mean... He... There's no one who really compares to that kind of star power that's played in this
1: league, is there? Nobody. Omar Bravo? No? Nobody? No. No one's taking that one? Okay. (laughs) I'm not sure
0: he'd be the most popular (laughs) player. Now, the other guy, we've got all the jokes coming in. You know what? And this was hard because there have been some really good strikers who've played for this year, of this team, sorry. But in 2015, Arizona United was bad, okay? They were bad, They had a minus 24 goal difference. They only scored 31 goals all year. And who put this team on his back and scored 14 goals over 27 games? It's our guy by here. It's It's Long Tan. (laughs) And so for that reason, I think Long Tan has to be
2: in that team. He's clear. As Michael said, he's clear. Uh, I mean, why would we bring an image of the legend Long Tan and not show, we, we got to show appreciation for what he meant. Uh, imagine a, a current rising squad with that Long Tan. That would have been a great addition. It would have been a legendary. So like you mentioned, it's he was clinical. On a team that he needs to be clinical, he was clinical. So you had to add him.
0: There's a reason that he has the reputation that he has. And it's not just because, you know, everyone loves him. Like, he, he did actually do a job. In pretty this, good.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the guy's been capped by China since, you know, like, yeah. he's a full international, you know. <laughs> there's all the bring back Long Tan, you know. Everyone is <laughs> Long Tan to Phoenix. Yes. Yes, breaking, Justin. Yes. Breaking
1: news. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> Owen, oh, what's your bench? What's going on? All right, with my the... bench.
0: So, right. I, there's no real fixed number I had on this bench. I just started to think of some people. Yeah. Um, I think that as a goalkeeper, you've got to have Zach Lubin on that bench. Um, I think that his contribution to this team over multiple years—you know—we had to put was in there because of the amount of time that he was here. Mm-hmm. But Lubin was always battling with him in that three seasons they, um, two seasons they overlapped, mm-hmm. Um then Zach had the extra season at the end. Yeah, you know, they were always battling for that starting spot, and f- frankly, at times Zach was sometimes when he was on form he was a better goalkeeper even um you know there were times when he was unlucky perhaps in the run into the 2018 final that he mm. got injured mm. uh, especially in the way that he did and leaving the scar on his face that it did uh, i mean that was a that was a nasty one but yeah zach lubin's got to be on the bench i think as a defender yeah. i'll get there eventually as a <laughs> defender i did see the name pop up in the chat earlier i think that Someone who should be included is Corey Whelan. I think that he... It was the
1: beginning, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's really early doors because we were talking about the defenders pretty early, but I think Corey Whelan. Yeah, Michael, there we go. It's a rare case that I admit that Michael might have gotten something right, but (laughs) yeah, I'd have to go for Corey Whelan uh, as an option there. I think that he showed that he is capable of playing at a higher level than than here. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when he came in in... That 2019 season, uh, I think that things would have been worse had he not come in with the way that the defense was yeah. and, and all of that. Other players that I'm thinking now for the bench. That he was mentioned... I'll, I'll check a striker in now. He was mentioned in the chat as well. We're going to go with Chris Cortez.
1: I like okay. him. I like them a lot. Yeah. Chris
0: Cortez, who is now uh, out in Monterey Bay. He's just signed for them, so we'll... We'll see him back here. Yeah, we'll see him in March. No, indeed, we will. And I'm sure I had someone else and I've forgotten them now. So I'm just going to – well, I had two more people, I think. Um, I'm just going to throw the one more in. Yep. And the one more here is the guy that is the most versatile player on this team. Okay? And he's still here. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who, if you need a right back, he's there. If you need a central midfielder, he's there. You need a winger, he's there. You need someone who is going to make New Mexico drop points. And if he's done that on multiple occasions, how can you leave him out? We're going to have to put Joey Kalistri in. Solely, solely for the number of times that he has caused New Mexico to drop
2: points. Solely for the number of times he's
0: caused New Mexico to drop points.
2: (laughs) I mean, I think just for the culture and just clutch (laughs) Kalistri, I mean, you you got to include him. I mean, you he's like the band-aid that you just whatever you need. You Everything's just going wrong there. against
0: New Mexico. You throw him out there and he will find two goals. <laughs> he will. Like, I don't know where he's finding them from, but he will find <laughs> you two goals.
2: He did it to San Diego as well. I mean, come on. Yeah, you, you have to include him on the bench. I mean, are you... Are, I didn't want to add any comments because I want to see the rest of the bench. I didn't know how many people you had. No, there. I think I'm gonna leave it there for now. Um, no. but he's got
0: to be on the bench, not least because you need to bring him on when you need a goal late in the
2: game. Uh, like I, mean, I agree, you got that's to. Wow, only a bench of three. I expected a little more from you. Maybe no. Like, it's got like six, right? No, no, Five, yeah, six, four. Oh, four. Well, yeah, except the goalkeeper. So striker, we should move on and...
1: to the next question, Owen. Um, who is someone that's kind of on the fence of cracking either the bench? Or the, the 11 that's on the current squad.
0: Oh, on the current squad. Ooh. For me, it's Arturo,
2: depending on this season.
0: <laughs> depending on this I was going to say the guy who's on the the edge there is James Musa, I yep. think, who's in the current squad, mm-hmm. who's literally on the brink of cracking it. Gotcha. Um, to me, it's probably James Musa.
1: Nice, nice.
0: Although I think you're right, though. If Arturo puts in a great season this year, then he has to be in that conversation as well.
1: Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so let's move on to the second question. Uh, is Phoenix Rising actively pursuing an MLS bid? Now, I might grill you on this one because I kind of want an answer, not a vague answer. So let's hear it. This is
0: the complicated <laughs> bit, isn't it? Um, I think that all of the lines that I've heard are that they're balancing. They're playing a balancing act, right? Um, it's not that the ownership aren't interested in pursuing an MLS bid. It's the MLS does what it wants and talks to who it feels like talking at any given time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, Edward, because I know you said you didn't want us to talk about a certain single entity league, and he's just dropping stuff in the chat now, like, don't do it, I warned you, listen, right? (laughs) Ultimately... From what I gathered, they are more interested in ensuring that the foundations for a club mm-hmm. are in place here than just
1: pursuing a top-flight spot. And when you say foundation, what are you referring to? Is it like an academy? Is it the well, stadium lot, site? There's
0: lots of things that happen. There's lots of aspects to a club, and it mm-hmm. is the stadium. It is the growing the team as as you know, big as you can get it at yeah. any given level, making sure that you grow that supporter base that you have the academy structure in place because you need that going forward regardless of what level you're going to play in. Um, But I think that just the pure uncertainty around how many expansion spots are ultimately available, where exactly they want to go. I mean, at the moment, it looks like it's Vegas, maybe. I mean... Sacramento fell through. Sacramento fell through. Is it Vegas now? I... Does that
1: worry you that Vegas is kind of like so close? Because I think one of the advantages was that there was this big gap between California and Texas, but now Vegas is kind of peeping their head in there. Are you worried that they're kind of taking that one of the main, you know, bullet points or attractions to having an MLS team in Phoenix? I just, mm, it's interesting. Um,
0: I I think that not necessarily because there's a lot of (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> i love that comment i'm sorry <laughs> don't I'm sorry, it up
1: edwin <laughs> for,
0: for people who can't see the comments they just I, I,
1: <laughs> wait can i say Badenworth in here you can i don't know if we'll put them up yeah but.
0: yeah you can Justin. don't <laughs> worry um but you know we, i don't think necessarily because i think you have to consider that will people in vegas support a phoenix team and vice versa and the answer to that is no i don't think right so. like people in las vegas are not going to go oh yeah i want to support phoenix rising okay yeah. At the moment, they don't even support Las Vegas lights. Ooh. So, I, you know, I'm just going to put it that way. Which, to, to be the fair, to be fair, the to be fair, if you had them as your club.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I get you.
0: Yeah. The only club, the only professional club that I know of, at least, that has been given an official warning by the FAA. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting because I think there's still that space open if MLS wants. But it's all very, does MLS want to? Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of money to get in mm-hmm. a lot of money to get in yeah well um,
1: we'll see we're, we're hoping i'm, I'm crossing my well, fingers you're,
0: you're hoping i know a lot of people are not hoping
1: um <laughs> i'm ambivalent um i like that uh that what was it what does it say Phoenix Wright is going to be the villains too before we all know him <laughs> oh so, uh, no i'm not we'll i see. mean
0: i don't know if we'd, we're we not joining Lawrence Girard's new league unfortunately edward <laughs> um
1: I mean, there's plenty of like billionaires here in Scottsdale, at least. So mm-hmm. maybe we should get to talking to one of them. But, all right, awesome. Uh, all right, Owen, so if there's not an MLS bid, will Rising invest in a stadium much like Louisville in San Antonio? Hey, that Louisville stadium, I was checking it out. It's pretty nice. It is a
0: nice stadium.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: That bit, I can't tell you. Um, I do know that, at the very least, every impression that I've gotten from the ownership group here is that they have no willingness to just abandoned ship in the uh, you know eventuality that the carrot of mls disappears Mm -hmm. and part of that is because a lot of those guys frankly would get dwarfed out if they got to mls Mm -hmm. right um there's a lot of minority owners who are all very active and ultimately a lot of the ownership group is very active okay they get very hands-on with different pieces um but you know a lot of them would get dwarfed out they went to mls because it's just a lot of money yeah so much money and probably a lot of them get bought out other people would come in Mm -hmm. um i i think that ultimately they are here to stay and they want to do the best that they can in this at this level and they want to be the best team they can be at this level Mm -hmm. so the quite specifics over will they look to pursue a new stadium will they do this will they do that those are questions that are unfortunately a bit beyond us especially because right now all of this is very speculative we don't Mm-hmm. i mean we don't know what. maybe the vegas deal falls through and then mls comes crawling back here yeah. and we no idea what's gonna happen
1: i mean people didn't expect the sacramento thing to fall through no no
0: so. not at all and so then I it just fell right. through like that so for sure. it's, it's hard to tell but yeah. i think that the bigger question there of will phoenix rising disappear mm-hmm. if mls carrot disappears the answer to that is i don't believe that they will gotcha
1: uh, how do you rank the new stadium at Wild Horse Pass compared to all the other teams in the USL?
0: And that's a really interesting one because you've got so many different tiers of stadiums <laughs> in this league, right? So many different tiers. You know, when you go from places like Cashman Field and until very recently, several other baseball stadiums. You know, I mean, no one likes playing in baseball stadiums. they were yeah. awful. Like, so, top ten, top five. Well, that's hard because I've not been to all of them. Oh, um, and even some of the ones that I've been to, they've replaced them with other stadiums now. Um, I think the key thing is you kind of want to be pursuing that kind of a um, Orange County, as much as it pains me to say it, their actual stadium, if they don't have
1: mm-hmm.
0: the fan base to fill it regularly, is is not that permanency. Yeah, That's what you want. You want the permanency. And you want the permanency of a place like Colorado Springs' new stadium, right? You don't want that with... yeah. You know, no, Justin, you don't want Oakland's pitch, okay? <laughs> but you know, it's <laughs> you just want that permanency that's a bit more than almost the pop-up stadium that they they currently play in and yeah. have played in now for a few years mm-hmm. in different locations. Um, you want that level of permanency, and yes, they've gotten bits of it now. You've got actual permanent restrooms and plumbing, which is a nice change <laughs> over what they used to have at Casino Arizona Field, but it's still not quite there, is it? Yeah.
1: Okay uh moving on do you have one realistic signing for rising to make this season so it doesn't have to be a spe- uh so it could be a specific player or an archetype of a player long tan
0: long tan oh my god uh, coming, I mean, why, why are
1: you egging people on Edward? Yeah. come on
0: remarkably you've said that <laughs> in a season when rising actually has multiple options at striker <laughs> um so probably not this year no um if you could convince him back there that's That one's down to you. Um, I think that as a player, the player you need right now, and it's simply for depth, you need a Mm -hmm. centre-back. You need a centre-back because of the injury problems, because of just the fact that, you know, you're still reliant on Niles stepping up even if he was fit. Uh, You're reliant on Manuel being ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of these things we got question marks over. Uh, and I think that another centre-back is needed. I kind of said in um in a, on our last podcast, I said that I thought that the kind of guy you've got to be looking for, maybe someone who's got a bit more pace mm-hmm. at the back, to name a specific person. Um, oh, I don't even know where to go with this one. <laughs>
1: um well, if you don't have it, you don't have it. But definitely a yeah. center back. Yeah, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll
0: just bring Virgil Van Dijk in, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, rising. If money's no yeah, object, okay. they can do whatever. But you, hey, to a specific I like, player, I don't know. Yes, yeah. for USL. You, you
2: don't want to bring a former uh, kind of number nine to put as a wing back, kind Jesus. of. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> keep keep adding on. Come on now. I.
1: Yeah, uh, to be fair, I like trialist seventy six. That was over there. at the... <laughs> The game against mr. sporting two so, uh, yeah. No, I'm, yeah i'm a mr four kind of guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, all right so uh let's see scott summers i had high hopes for madrid but he just doesn't seem to be clicking am i right too soon oh from what we discussed last week he did not get a lot of playing time and then this season he only got like 15 minutes and then he got injured so
0: <laughs> just yeah hasn't been able to yeah. be on the field i i think it's yeah a lot of it is probably game time hasn't helped at all um and so I think it's harsh sometimes to just put it specifically on him that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but at the end of the day, yeah, he hasn't quite lived up, I think to what people are expecting. Um, and we need him to step up this season really, especially if he is, yeah. you know, third in the pecking order in terms of center backs.
1: For sure. Um, what are your five Western conference top five predictions So top five? Oh, teams. now this is where it gets controversial.
0: Um, I'm probably gonna miss out people that I should pick uh, we're, we're gonna... So rising are gonna be in the top five okay okay oh, I don't think there's a question mark over that at all. Um, if they're not I think there are going to be very serious conversations come the end of the season uh, because that would be a calamity by rising standards I think the Sacramento this year if it clicks have to be included in the top five I think that Colorado Springs have to be in your top five. Mm-hmm especially with the, the kind of quality they've got in the attack there. Uh, you got Hadjaberry and, and others there. I think that they have to be a top five team. I think that El Paso, there are question marks because of the managerial change. We don't quite know what we're going to see out of them yet. But again, this is a team that has a lot of success that is always fighting up there at the top. If they're not up there at the top come the end of the season, I'd be shocked. Mm. So I think they will be in there. And then if I need to pick one more, um Oh
1: no not the returning champs. Not the champs?
0: No, I don't think I don't think the Orange County will be because I don't think the Orange County were that good in the regular season last year anyway. And yeah. they weren't that good in the playoffs. They mm. won two games on penalty. Right? It's it is what it is. Yeah. Um they had a good game in that in the final. Um, but again, they scored a few goals. Tampa didn't adjust. Mm. That's pretty much what happened. I don't know. I think you'd be more late to see. You really got me on this 15. (laughs) You really got me on this 15. Um, I don't know. Has anyone else got anything on this one?
2: You don't want to back Wangera and the Oakland Roots boys?
0: (laughs) I'm not sure that I would at this point. I think they might be a playoff team, but I think top five might be a stretch. Might be a stretch. Um, I mean, look, I'm really intrigued to see what he does there. I think that there's definitely the um, you know, the bones of a team there. And I think that he, as a coach, is a good coach. But I'm not sure they're top five. I mean, if you were to go... Uh... The problem is, is that whoever I pick for number five, and I mean, Scott's just put one there, San Diego. Um, fair. That's whoever fair you pick, one. I think San Diego's a fair pick. And I think someone like, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, is probably someone like New Mexico. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that's why you know, no one really wants to come on here and say San Diego so and New Mexico, like a toss-up, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a bit of a toss-up at that point. I'm not really sure. Nice. We need to see how those teams gel. Really. We'll see.
1: We'll ask in the middle of the season, see how, see how that's going. I'll just read you the standings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Keep uh, it simple. <laughs> next question. I, I like this one. What is the relationship between Phoenix Rising and uh, Gala, Galatasaray? Um, partnership in 2019? Haven't heard much sense. What's going on with that? I mean, your if answer. you're
0: listening on the audio, I'm just raising my hand. Like, it's ultimately very little, um, from what I can gather. Because
1: um, Dragou was supposed to be involved, and in some yeah, tactics changes.
0: I mean, the, car, he was the
1: chairman of the club,
0: yeah. you know, he's a big Galatasaray fan. But from what I what I can gather, th- there's nothing hugely tangible mm-hmm. um, that is actually going on that's you know going to impact that.
1: Yeah, I think he's more involved with. Ips Ipswich Town. So yeah, he might he might have forgotten about <laughs> that relationship. All right, so these next questions uh, to kind of wrap up the segment, they're gonna be quick fire questions. So let me know what you think right away. All right, so I know you said top five as far as uh, the rise uh as far as Rising being in the standings, but at the end of the season, what position will Rising be? And Edwin, second. feel feel free to chime in.
0: I'm gonna go with second. Okay it's a, that's a really, you know, I'm not, I'm not going out there. I'm not saying they're going to win the conference. Mm-hmm. I think that second place after it might take a little bit of adjustment for this team. There's a fair few new players. Um, and ultimately with a single table now, it's less, um, you know, the kind of competition we saw at times between people like, uh, rising and El Paso and all of that, you know, uh, I mean, Sacramento will be up there this year as well. Challenging for that top spot. I'd imagine. Um, you know, it's just I think you're gonna play a lot more games against different teams. It is not gonna be just beating up on Vegas and uh, LA Galaxy two anymore.
1: Yeah, L A F C two is that what they call it? Uh, <laughs> Those Vegas two
0: LA Reserve teams, yes. <laughs> one of whom just happens to play in Vegas.
1: All right, Edwin, I'm gonna put you on the spot.
0: Oh,
2: uh, same question.
1: Uh, I'm gonna to go to the next one. Team okay. MVP.
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Because I mean, I think the answer after what you see last season is you would probably go your head to something more. But mm-hmm. I mean, from I didn't see the fir- first game obviously, you guys went and you guys told me he was already promising. It's a guy that we've been talking about his praises all season Don't long. Don't you steal my pick. It's Arturo Don't you steal Rodriguez. My pick. He stole it's Arturo. My pick. I mean, come on, the magic man. Like, he literally has the talent for the next level. He just needs to, a little bit, you know, a little bit of finishing. A little bit more flair and just to have a great season and he's on to the next level. So I think he's going to mean so much to that midfield. He's going to create opportunities and he's going to have more of a chance without Solo there. So I would have to go Arturo.
0: He absolutely has the ability to do it. Um, I think that if he plays up to his ability, I entirely expect that we're going to see him just Pulling the strings in the in the attack there, you know, just that ball again. I, I've said it so many times, but that ball that he played,
2: mm-hmm.
0: picking out Marcus Epps in that last friendly, was just it was just brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: it was fantastic. Uh, golden Boot, Owen. Oh, uh, now that's a hard one. Um,
0: and I don't really want to commit on this one because. Yeah. Ultimately, we don't yet know whether Claudio Repetto or Greg Hurst is going to successfully establish themselves as mm-hmm. the, the most common number nine in the in the lineup. So I think that ultimately, whoever gets the most minutes in that position should probably stake their claim for that. But yeah. I, I we just don't know who it is at this
1: point. Um, kind of piggybacking on that. You think Santi's goal scoring is going to go down? 16 last uh, season? You think he kind of stays in the same range or below 10?
0: No, I think he'll probably be in the same range. Okay. Um, I just think that I, I'd probably back the number nine to as long as they get consistent game time uh, to, to pick up more than that. Probably
1: uh, best newcomer. So out of uh, all the signings, which, which guy has, have, have you guys been really impressed by?
0: I'm going to go with Babu. I'm going to go with Babu Kajai. I think uh, that i like him too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, just the way that his pace dribbling, he, he, Kind of basically took the ball from the uh, Phoenix's uh, back third all the way to the to the other third of the field. So where where else are you going to get that? That's awesome. I just by doing that alone, that really impressed me. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of opportunities with that. So
2: that's a good that's a good shout. I'm I'm gonna go with someone who it's not gonna be on think on the pitch for a load of minutes, but I think he's gonna have an impact. I'm gonna go with Channing, Channing Jason. I think the the uh, the Valley Boy who. I think can can have like a Ryan flood, but, you know, maybe more minutes contributions, you know, more meaningful minutes off the bench, whether that be in the Open Cup, you know, because if they do make a run in the Open Cup, oh, they're going to need some depth. Yeah. They're going to need some time and minutes. So I think I think that signing is going to be underrated. Obviously, he's a younger player and I'm not putting the pressure to contribute like Santi and Arturo, but I, th- I like that signing.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. All right. So this is for both of you. I want to put you on the hot seat. Most likely to disappoint this season. Uh, (laughs) A lot of groans today. That's hard. It
0: it is hard to to kind of...
1: (sighs) I'll just say mine, just to kind of... Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys can piggyback off of me. Greg Hurst. I think him coming up uh, a division... I don't know if he's ready, man. Like, physically, I don't know. I I saw him last Saturday. I want to see more of him. I want to see more of that technical prowess that I've heard about. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep up, you know, unless he drops down a little bit more for the ball against those like big, you know, powerful center backs. So, that's my pick, but I'm hoping for the best.
0: You know what? I'm going to I'm going to really put myself out there with one and say that I'm going to pick the exact same player that I put for team MVP because I think that Ultimately, he's the player who has the most scope to disappoint. Mm. And I wonder how much of that is because, of course, we all expect so much from him. We know that he can do more. And if he doesn't take that step up this season, will we be disappointed with
2: him? That's very fair. That's what I was thinking, but I'm going to go different. Similar reasons, right? You lose solo, so who's gonna fill in that spot? It's gonna be Marcus. I'm not oh, saying that. A... I'm not gonna say that he's it. not gonna have a good season. But think about it. Yeah, he's no solo. Yeah, he's no solo, and in the eyes of the fans, that's gonna be very disappointing. They're gonna expect a lot yeah, but, but the lock from
1: him. The the fans are gonna be the key on that. Yeah, it, right? that's why
2: I think that's why in the eyes it's gonna be the disappointment. When you're mm-hmm. filling in a legend shoes like that, anything that's short of what Solo did is gonna be seen as a, a failure in a sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying he's gonna have a terrible season either. Awesome guys, so we will come back to these at the end of the season.
1: We'll uh, super frame it here on Owen just to see which ones he got wrong and he, which ones. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna be no. put yeah. On the spot. <laughs> no, I think those are pretty fair. I think that it's gonna be a great season, and so I, I hope uh, everything that Owen says comes comes true. Which, as far as the rising, uh, being at least second. So, all right, y'all. So let's take a quick break. Let's talk to you guys about the latest offer from DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, the unofficial sports betting partner of. Uh, the NBA, so uh, I don't know if you guys caught the the Suns game yesterday, but they came close to losing. So, I may I almost lost a lot. That, of that was game. game. That was a tight yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, don't do that again, Suns. But anyway, <laughs> if you guys are into betting, uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable uh, sports betting app. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PHNX, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You do have to be 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, Uh, Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details.
2: Yeah, man, that, that, that got my heart pumping yesterday because I really thought the, the Suns were going to lose. So. Me and you both, let yeah. me tell you, I was at the game and yeah. I had a bet on Chris Paul at DraftKings for oh, points rebounds. What happened? This, we? Did he bump the ref? What
1: the heck was going on the there? The ref bumped into him. It was a soft
2: <laughs> second technical. I lost money, let's just say that. So yeah. I'm a little down bad, but it was a good game, surprisingly. Yeah.
1: No, for sure. I like I like actually betting while I'm at the arena. Because I, I feel like I'm actually doing something, not just on the app. So,
2: yeah, no, that's it. it gets me more in tune to the game. Yeah, really right.
1: enough, you know? Exactly. All right, y'all. So, just remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right. So, switching gears, guys. So, I do want to ask you guys a question. We try to keep it loose here at the PHNX Rising Podcast. Uh, we try to have a fun segment every week or every show, at least. So, uh, uh, today's question for you two is the mo- what is the most memorable match you watched live? And live can mean in person or TV. And if you guys are watching us right now, let us know what, what is your, uh, most memorable, um, and we'll read them off. So, uh, who wants to go first? I think go
0: first. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm not picking a TV game cause I'm, I'm, I'm not counting those. You're um, such a hipster. Come yeah, on. Oh, yeah. I am. Um, All right. I'm going to go Let's with hear. the So in person, Euro 2016 quarter final uh, Wales free Belgium one. Oof. Okay. I think it speaks for itself. Uh, Fantastic turn goal from Hal robson mm-hmm. Um, You know, I mean, Wales winning a quarter final is just it doesn't happen. So it's in fact that is the only time it has ever happened. So you know, might as well enjoy it while we get them.
1: <laughs> so you are saying it's not happening soon again? You gotta wait. I, I'd be surprised if oh, it did man. happen soon, but
0: yeah. uh, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Qatar is only a few months away, and you know, we'll see. Got to win that playoff first, get in.
1: So who's Wales uh, against?
0: Uh, we got Austria and then the winner of
1: Scotland against Ukraine. Not a bad draw. It's not, it's not Italy, Portugal. All at home. All at home. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see him in Qatar. Let's go Wales. Um, Edwin.
2: Uh, it's hard because a lot of the games I went to have not been high stake as much as I'd like them to be. I mm-hmm. went to Copa America, like third place games in some group stage. I've been to some Gold Cup games. I've been to a lot of MLS games that were regular season, but a lot of them are Houston Dynamo, which I'm sorry if anyone's a Houston Dynamo fan, but sometimes the the football over there is not exciting. So um, if I were uh, if I were to choose one moment, and I'm not just saying this because we're on the Rising Show, but I, I like to think it is uh, 2020. Western Conference Championship. The Rising secured their spot in the final after a penalties. I mean, I it was just an electric moment. The stadium was going crazy, and I remember thinking I was a little worried when it came to penalties. You know, everyone knows about the penalties curse and all that. Mm-hmm. So, just being there, it, it was it was exciting to see. Obviously, and I you know that was the year I was like, they're gonna do it. I like it. Uh, the Copa America ones. You been
1: in South America or the one that was here? The Centenario. The sadly. Centenario see, one? that's why okay. I didn't
2: include it. I, if it was a South America one, maybe I included. But the Centenario, let's be honest, not the best tournament in my yeah. opinion. I saw Brazil when there was a very weak Brazil squad. Yeah, uh, losing the group stage. So that's you know that yeah. just tells you the state of that co- tournament. Good. That's right. Uh, for mine, I'm gonna pick an
1: MLS one because I I don't know I I think there were high expectations. All right, him off. Yeah, just cut him off. Cut him off. We know how that's gonna go down with some uh, people. What's it called? It was, uh, I think it was like one of the first El Traficos, if not the first one, with between uh, Galaxy and and um, LaFC. And I'm I'm I like LaFC mostly because of Carlos Bella, but it was the game where Ibrahimovic was just signed, and he showed up Aww. and he just scored those like three bangers like off the off the a Fantastic so game! It was That's a an great insane show. game. Yeah. Me and my roommate were just looking at each other like, "This is a FIFA game. Like this doesn't happen in an actual professional match." And it was just an incredible game in the first half. Completely LAFC, second half. Ibrahimović comes in and he just, you know, he sends it home for LA Galaxy. So that was a great game. Um let's uh let's see some of these comments over here. Um Edwin, we got Sean uh hosting New Mexico last year. Santi's 90th minute winner. It's not a bad one. Uh, That's pretty cool. good. McVie, 2018 Western Conference Final in OC. Yeah. How was, yeah, I was, I was that at that game? i Seen in
0: Arizona Field West.
1: Nope. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't believe they let uh, the fans storm the field. I mean, I don't know if they let them, but <laughs> they just came in to celebrate, which is pretty awesome.
0: It's not quite up there with the New Mexico game when they went in the locker room, is it? Though? That, was, that was a Oof. celebration.
1: <laughs> um, let's see. My favorite Rising versus San Antonio match was in the 2019 3-3 draw. In San Antonio, both teams played at such a high level. Awesome, thank you, Harry, for that one. Um, Scott Summers, nineteen seventy nine NASL playoffs. I don't know if I can go that back. <laughs> with yeah,
0: Cosmos I'm not sure we Russia. can quite reach that far back, but um, I, we'll take am, you with. Am it. I
1: inclined? Is that a Pele game? I don't know. I don't know something about the Cosmos. So, I think so. No. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Long, long it's, time ago. Yeah uh saw bookman uh landon uh Ooh, game winner versus algeria 2010
0: i don't know how that one will go down I
1: <laughs> I like mean, who speaks the
0: name
2: <laughs> landon donovan well here's though. the thing listen when you remove who landon donovan is obviously it's a big moment in the americans fans history you know i'm not a, i'm I not a usa soccer fan but yeah that is a huge moment yeah i lived in the second floor and i was
1: stomping the whole time because he scored that wasn't mm-hmm. that was an awesome game that 2010 mm-hmm. world cup was really good uh Galatasaray Fernovich, Mass 2019, I was an in instable. Unfortunately, the Lions lost. Bonnie, thank you for your comment. Uh, no, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, let's let's keep them going. If you remember one of the most memorable, me- memorable match you've watched, let us know in the comments. Appreciate that. All right, y'all. So let's wrap up the show here. We got uh, kind of like a big game, I I feel, on Saturday. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think there's some important <laughs>
0: stuff. Although Ed- Edwin, actually, haven't we got one more set of questions, I think. Oh,
1: this? yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's on. right. I totally forgot. Yeah, we gotta get him. We've got some real,
0: real hard-hitting questions. Our our very own Phoenix Rising Nation has sent some real question. How will the Nisa All-Stars fare in USL? Right, I'm just going to impart some wisdom here. Uh, I don't know. We don't know. Um, (laughs) Effectively, (laughs) we really don't know. They've got some good uh, USL players who have joined in terms of Antoine Hoppano Right, is a is a great signing for them. Um, And but we just haven't had enough play between USL and Nisa in recent years with the Open Cup not. Happening In fact, I don't believe that Nisa team has ever played a USL team in a competitive match. So who knows? Is a simple answer there. How many soccer goals equal a touchdown, right? Well, I did some scientific research here, real in-depth scientific research. And I found that for a touchdown, you don't actually have to touch anything down. Therefore, that is invalid. It's worth infinitely small amounts. And therefore, each goal is equivalent to an infinite number of touchdowns. Okay, we agree? good if i were I'll to surgically it, yeah. replace my hands with feet and then use them to my advantage would it be allowed edwin can you just check us back up a minute yeah yeah, of course. so when we get to, hold on, sorry. here we go hang on waiting go. on this video so, there we go so i have brought the good book <laughs> the laws of the game and uh where did that come from yeah this came straight in from switzerland listed <laughs> uh on page 99 you see this image And it shows you that you may not be able to see this. I don't know. But look up page 99 of the laws of the game. It's on the internet, it's free. So anything below there is a handball. But if you notice, his feet are in a different color. I don't know. You be the judge. You be the judge. Can we get that last question quickly, Edwin? Will PRFC use one of their remaining roster bots to sign a human baby? I have been speaking around, and I've discovered that Trey Muse's dad is not, unfortunately, available at this
1: time. I like that they had to specify it was a human baby. Indeed. So, yeah. like that one. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Appreciate that. And again, you can reach us at our Twitter account, PHNX underscore underscore rising, if you want more questions.
0: Double like the underscores. Double the fun. There you go.
1: There we are. All right. So, yeah, let's uh, move on to the big game of the week, which is the preseason match between Louisville FC And our very own Phoenix Rising. Uh, I think this is a pretty exciting game to have this early as far as preseason. Because Rising will be playing at Louisville July 20th. And that game's on ESPN 2. It's going to be a big time game. So it's pretty good to kind of get acquainted with Louisville. See what's going on with their players, their tactics, all that fun stuff. But then maybe there's the problem, right? Because it's
0: preseason. These two teams are going to play each other in a big game later in the year. What do we actually see? Are we going to see what they're actually going to come out with? Are they going to you know just try different things we're we gonna see maybe a lot of the backup players more mm-hmm. who knows who knows what we're gonna bring and that's
1: for sure for exciting
0: sure. and slightly terrifying at the same time
1: <laughs> I'm sure the the coaching staffs feeling the same way so <laughs> uh Louisville uh you know I'm, I wasn't too familiar with them just to be honest but in the research I'm impressed by the team is is this the team like when you talk about like, the USL is this the team you refer people to I know we love our rising but Based on the accolades, based on the consistency, is this the number one team in the USL? I'm gonna say something
0: controversial. Say it. Loose City is the team that Phoenix Rising wants to be. Oof. I'm
1: out. I'm out. I don't want to get flamed in the comments. From
0: a variety, from a variety of aspects there, from the stadium, from the consistent, consistent results. All of those conference finals, they never missed a conference final, you know? Seven They've years won of the league title twice. Yeah. I, I just don't see how you could say anything other than that
1: yeah no exactly yeah. all seven years of their existence they've been to the eastern conference uh finals uh winners in 2017 and of course 2018 and there were runners up in 2019 so they could have had a three-peat that's that's insane mm-hmm. to think about so definitely i've been canceled there we go <laughs> Jeez. my contra- controversial comments yeah bring them on and uh, yeah like i said earlier in the show i was really impl- impressed by the by their stadium and family stadium that's the name of it Uh, Around 10,000 people can fit in there, but it can be expanded. So I think Mm -hmm. they kind of left that, you know, in case an MLS bid came knocking. So super impressed by them. Uh, I think Phoenix Rising fans should take this team seriously, you know, and keep notes. You know, we might see them, what, up to three times maybe? Could be, could be, could be.
0: This time, the regular season, and if they both make it, they're the final.
1: Exactly. So uh, pretty, pretty great team to have here in the preseason. So uh, Owen, let's go ahead and talk about them. Uh, what are the strengths of this team? What should people be looking for uh, when they, they catch the game on Saturday? Hopefully live at the stadium with us over there. Uh, but what uh, what should fans know about Louisville City besides all the great stuff we just talked about? So in the
0: midfield, they're anchored by two guys in terms of uh, Corbin Bone and someone who, those of you who have been watching the Arizona United days will remember in Paolo del Piccolo. Okay, A guy who was back here, back in the day, way back in the day. Uh, both of those have returned uh, they're also really got a real strong suit up top, Cameron Lancaster. You know, just in terms of USL strikers, who are just iconic as USL strikers, mm-hmm. Cameron Lancaster is one of those guys. Yeah. Okay, 2018 Golden Boot winner. I believe he scored 21 goals last season. You know, it's it's yeah. he is just fantastic. Now they've proud. lost a couple of guys in terms of uh, Gomez, obviously going off to. Uh, Going off to Spain, but then you bring in someone else who we mentioned earlier in this show into some, the, some guy, Amador Diaz. You know, <laughs> um, I think they've got a really strong team there, and I think they're going to compete again this year.
1: Yeah, the Jonathan Gomez, uh, you know, situation with Louisville. He left. If you guys aren't familiar with him, eighteen-year-old uh, dual national between Mexico and the in the U.S. Pretty sure he's going to play for the U.S., you know, but it's okay. We'll support him either way. But he signed with uh, Real Sociedad of Spain. He's actually in their, uh, their Team B right now, so he's kind of working his way up. But took the league by storm. He was playing in the league when he was 16 years old, you know, kind of matured into this great player for Louisville, um, and obviously left a big gap for for Louisville to fill, especially in that defense. Um, so, Dia, you know, he's going to – he signed with them. What were your reactions when you heard these news? Because – did we even know he was in the market? Like, would, would Phoenix maybe kind of take a gander at him? What, what happened there? So we knew that he was on
0: the market because he'd had his option declined, mm-hmm. right? You know, it, it it was one of those things, I think, that Amadou... It, it it all comes down to, I guess, what the coaching staff wanted to value. And we know that Amadou is a great player going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, he always was explosive going forward. When he didn't have necessarily the best time with was actually defending. Um uh, that was almost his, his weaker part of his mm. game. You know, he was very much the attacking fallback. Um, and, you know, ultimately, I guess the, the coaching staff decided they wanted to take Babuka. Yeah. Um, I was mean,
1: that, was it the age, you know, and, and driving. Who
0: knows? Yeah, I okay, mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot of, a lot of different elements that go into this. And I mean, Ultimately, the other thing to remember is that not often when you bring a player back, sometimes that second spell just isn't what the first was. Um, You remember a lot of things through Rhodes tinted glasses, and Mm. sometimes they don't quite live up to it when they come back.
1: More connections between Louisville and Rising. Uh, Bent Lunt, uh, he played there. So he was there. um, uh, He was the USL keeper of the year (laughs) for them. So a big connection there. Um, You already mentioned Paulo Del Piccolo. Um, 2014, that's when he was signed. He was actually signed on my birthday, April 10th. So. A little heads up for you guys, you guys want to get me something, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, a lot of connections. You know, I, I'm even though they play in different conferences, there's a lot of like I say, connections and mm-hmm. a lot of players back and forth, so pretty, pretty great stuff. You did mention Cameron Lancaster, uh, their leading scorer. They did bring someone in, uh, Wilson Harris, uh, from Sporting Kansas City, so he did represent the, the U.S. national team, uh, with the under 20 USA team. He's pretty good, so we'll see, we'll see how he does. Uh, I'm sure he'll get a lot of playing time on Saturday, so. Looking forward to seeing him. The thing with Louisville that kind of stuck out for me is that they have a lot of USL all-league players. You mm-hmm. know, uh, one of the guys was Sean Touch. you know, in the, in mm-hmm. the defense. So mm-hmm. anything specific as far as the defense, you know, besides Amadou Dia, the, um, that Rising fans should, should look forward to? Well, Touch has
0: been there a while and he's a very good player. Mm-hmm. I think, ultimately, the main thing to just remember is this is going to be a rounded team, right? They don't have the kind of success over the time that they've had without being as such. Mm. So I think, depending on what kind of team they put out we don't really know um what kind of a team they're going to put out again they, they had a friendly on wednesday right? right so quite how this team wants to rotate things around who knows yeah who knows
1: yeah we'll see uh from what i from what i read uh and and saw on video there they like to press up the pitch i don't want to talk about this like it's a regular season game but it's good to know mm-hmm. uh, about what they do so they do try to maintain possession up on the the opponent's uh, back third you know they use the fullbacks to kind of push up and to make sure that they keep possession there so is this a really good kind of testing ground for for rising as far as you know putting that back line you know under under pressure to kind of see what what they're made of it's interesting because rising also
0: likes to play a you know pressing kind of style of football mm-hmm. um you know again this is two teams that very rarely get to play each other um only have once really um so it'd just be interesting to see the different styles mm-hmm. um, in a way that you don't normally get to see.
1: Yeah. Um, another guy that they signed as uh, from Sporting Kansas City, I think they just raided their entire team over there. Uh, Enoch uh, Mashugalasha. Uh, he uh, on USL Texas Twitter, he's described as a one man counterattack. He's going to be uh, up there on the left hand side. So looking forward to seeing him. Uh, based on what I saw on, on the Twitter post, it says uh, fearsome dribbler, true terror on the wing with a mean cross. And uh the, with the ability to find his own shot. So that's something that doesn't, you know, come often and that's something that of course Louisville will get um, on the left hand side. So uh any weaknesses that you see, I know you're saying that we'll round the team. I
0: know, I know. Um It's hard. It's hard to tell really at this yeah. point. Um I still think we need to we need to see them in actual action really. Mm-hmm. Um and again, we haven't even been able to see them preseason wise so at this yeah. point it is all up in the air I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna wait until we get half an indication on saturday depending on who they put out and yeah. then see once the, regular you think season put the starts. starters
1: or whatever for 45
0: minutes honestly at least? no idea no. this is preseason who knows <laughs> who knows we might face a team full of trialists you know <laughs> it could be literally anything it, oh
1: the rising fans will be out there in full force. Oh, yeah. I can tell you that. Trialist
0: one, trialist two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. And
1: Lancaster just up top for no reason. Cameron
0: Lancaster in goal. <laughs> he wants his goal. Just in, no, Cameron Lancaster in goal, just in case. There you
1: go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They, they haven't had much of a preseason from what I saw. They tried to play against Columbus Crew. They got snowed out, so they couldn't play. Uh, GCU was close to the public, and then they played El Paso, mm-hmm. so they got to win there. So, um. Any any other thoughts with Louisville? Anything that we should expect? Not really. Again, we've got to wait until we can see him in the flesh, I guess. Exactly. So if you guys haven't purchased your tickets, make sure to get out there. We're going to be out there. You guys can say hi to Owen over here. Edwin will be there. Trifecto of the Mm -hmm. PHNX Rising podcast will be there. Let us know. I know you guys know them two already, Edwin and and Owen. But if you guys want to meet me too, I don't bite. So you guys can hang hang out with us over there. Uh, Edwin, do we have our shirt little plug-in? Were we able to get that we, do. we um, do yeah so I'll set you up right here so yeah if you guys haven't yet make sure to head over to phnxlocker.com and purchase our phnx rising podcast shirt I think ours is coming on pretty soon hopefully by next week right so all right y'all so that's pretty much it for today uh we appreciate you uh guys tuning in if you guys haven't like I said like share and subscribe and don't follow don't forget to follow us on social media again it's phnx underscore underscore. Rising. And What was it? Double the fun. Double.
0: The... Yeah, double the underscores. Double the fun. There you, you know go. Know I mean? So make sure to, to. Oh, we've got
1: long tan. <laughs> long tan in the for house for tonight at least. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. We will be there on Saturday, and we will be back on Tuesday at six p.m. So we'll see you then. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend.